Like Men, Men's Leadership Podcast. This is a podcast designed to be a resource for pastors, men's ministry leaders, as they build out their engaging ministry with their men. And we do this, of course, because every man deserves an opportunity to become an authentic, biblically-based man of God. Well, it's great to have you here today. You're the reason we exist. Welcome. My name is Wendell Morton. I'm the Executive Director of Men's Ministry Catalyst. Thanks again for tuning in. You're going to like what we have here today. First, let me introduce our uh, co-host, Dale Udy, voice you know, know very, very well. Dale, welcome as always. Hi, Wendell. Welcome to you. And I'm going to welcome our guests in just a moment. But Wendell, it's always good to be with you covering yet another topic, I think, that encourages pastors and leaders of men in general. And I think we've got a good guest today. His name is David Warner. And David is a retired brigadier general from the United States Air Force. He was commissioned in 1980 and served for 30 years in very high-level positions, a high and uh, highly decorated career. And uh, David is a father, a uh, husband of first, but a father of two beautiful girls and their families. And I think, David, is it five grandchildren? Five. I'm just giving you just Thank a you. moment there to brag on that, because I know you've got five beautiful grandchildren But uh, David, uh, for a a period of time after he retired in 2010, took over and led as the executive director, the ministry known as Officers Christian Fellowship with, I think, 17,000 officers who retired and, and some that are active, wanting to impact the world through the military, but through their leadership there. And so David gave great leadership for 10 years to that organization. And then, Wendell, just to make sure that he kept his days full, David is pursuing a doctorate in cybersecurity. So uh, welcome, General David Warner. It's good to have you with us. Well, thank you. It is great to be with you. And thank you. Um, Again, you're going to announce the topic here, I believe, but... um... It's a topic that is certainly dear to my heart as it is to many, and it's certainly those that serve in our military and have served. So thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, David, your name came to the top of my mind as Wendell and I were planning for this 4th of July kind of uh, our podcast that will just precede that. And we wanted to bring a guest on that had some some sense and understanding that could help us better understand too. So David, let me just think, uh, give you just a little bit as we prepare to celebrate the 4th of July, let me ask you kind of a two-part question here. What does the 4th of July mean to you? And then what memories does it really conjure up in your mind? Oh, thank you. So um, immediately when I think of the 4th of July, and I know you've covered this previously, is the idea of freedom. Mm. And, um, and certainly there is a cost to freedom. Um, but there's also so many, uh, amazing, wonderful benefits to what it is to live a life, uh, that is free, Mm. uh, in freedom. And as I was preparing for this, praying about it, what, uh, what God put on my heart is that, you know, there's individual freedoms and then there's freedoms we enjoy as a nation. And I want to differentiate between those two because, I mean, we all, as we live in this amazing, you know, country, the United States of America, and enjoy the freedoms that have been fought and secured for us, 
we run into people all the time that um, you would think are in bondage. <laughs> you would think are living in the worst place, you know, on the planet. And because they don't have individual freedom. Oh. And so as I thought about individual freedom, uh, we all have examples of people who live in the worst conditions known to man, mm. uh, being oppressed, um, having all of their individual liberties taken away from them, not knowing what's going to happen, you know, the, the next moment, let alone the next day, you know, week, month, year. And um, I think of um, the Wilberforce weekend I just attended uh, for the Colson Center. And every every uh, year, uh, they identify someone who they believe, um, ex- you know, exemplified the life of, you know, Wilbur Wilberforce. And um, and this year, it was Shadonka Johnson, who's a pastor and a church planner from Sierra Leone. Oh. And back when there was tribal war, um, he was actually imprisoned. And he was actually put inside one of these um, uh, crane crates, you know, uh, that you see traveling up and down the railways. And this thing, you know, obviously metal and all that in, in the African heat. So he was put in there all day. And so people that went by expected to hear cries of anguish and, and uh, cries to, you know, let him out. But what did they hear? What they heard instead was was praise songs. Wow. They heard him singing to his Lord, uh, Jesus Christ. Mm. And he did that for eight hours. And when they freed him, obviously, it was a sweaty mess. But he had a smile on his face, just just lit up everywhere. And that's the joy that comes from having, again, a life in Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what your surroundings are. It doesn't matter what's happening to you externally. It matters what's happening internally. And so uh, that's the individual freedom that, again, we all have the opportunity to enjoy the comfort, you know, that comes from the cross, the freedom that comes from a life in Christ. Um, and then as I think of the national freedom, I had a chance this week, uh, to have breakfast with, uh, my cousin's grandson. That's how old I am. Um, my cousin's grandson, and he's 22 years old. He chose to come into the United States Air Force. Uh, he enlisted, uh, got married, and he became what's known as a survival evasion, uh, resistance escape or SEER instructor. So mm-hmm. he's up at Fairchild. And what he does is he trains air crews on what it is to survive in the worst of situations, you know, when the aircraft goes down. And part of that training, um, while they're there, they spend a number of days actually in captivity to experience what it is like. Mm -hmm. And so they get a chance to, again, go through and get their, their minds ready and their heart ready for, again, existing in the most difficult of situations and circumstances. And so they put them through this. And the most glorious time for them is obviously at the end because they're free. Wow. And when they bring them out, what they do is they're usually blindfolded. And so they undo the blindfold and facing them is the American flag. Mm. And then they play the national anthem. Wow. That's awesome. And you talk to any aviator that's gone through that, they will tell you that was a significant emotional event. Um, But it just, again, tells us what it is to live in freedom, not just freedom in Christ, but also to have the um, opportunity to live in a land, uh, a nation that we live in. And so um, with that, I'll use that kind of as a, a transition to your second question, which is a memory I have. And um, my wife um, taught for 22 years as I bounced her around the world. 
And so she amassed 22 years of, uh, of teaching. She actually retired the same day I did. And we celebrated her at my retirement ceremony um, as well. And uh, But I went into her classroom one time, a, a classroom of fourth graders, tough crowd. And um, I always took with me one of my coins, uh, had a general star on one side and had my title on the other, director of communications and information. And um, I would offer that to the student that would ask me the toughest question when I was done. That way I could hopefully, you know, capture their attention for that, you know, short 10, 15 minutes. And so when I finished talking, uh, one young girl raised her hand. And so her question to me uh, on that day was, General Warner, when you look at the flag, the United States of America, the flag, what do you think of? Wow. What do you think of? Well, she got the coin, first of all, um, and, and she stumped me for a minute, but I, I really had to dig deep. And and then what came to mind and what has now become, you know, like when I give talks, I talk about the three most important four-letter words that we can grab onto. Hmm. And for me, that is duty, home, and love. Hmm. Break and that so down. When I yeah, I was going to say, break that down for us. Give us a little insight. No, thank you. So, so when you think of duty... I think of calling. I think of what is it that, you know, has been implanted in you and continues to change and morph and evolve. And we continue to get better and better at it and maybe get moved on to another one. But what is it that the Lord has just put on our heart that says, this is what you were designed for. This is what I mean for you. And so for those that serve in the military, in the United States military, as we go forward for many, if not all, it's a calling. Yeah. You know, I'm going to do my duty. I'm going to do my best for my nation. More importantly, I'm going to do it for that person on my right and that yep. person on my left. Um, I had a chance to speak to a POW, uh, General Chuck Boyd, retired as a four star. Um, and he was captured for six and a half years, spent time in the Hanoi Hilton, wow. Um, wow. you know, during the Vietnam War. And so he was asked once, you know, what is it that, again, um, helped you get through that time and all those people around you? And he said, you know, when you're in that kind of situation, um, you know, while you do think of home and you do think of, you know, the flag and, and apple pie and all those wonderful things, it's really that person on your right and that person on your left. You don't want to let them down. Uh, right. And so when I think of duty, it again is, is can I count on you? Are you going to be there for me? Do you care for me? And are we going to bond together? And so mm -hmm. to me, that's, that's what duty's all about. And then when you think of home, especially, you know, that uh, example I gave and for those that have served overseas, I mean, nothing's better. Um, you know, if you sailed back like those that came back from World War II from Europe and you saw the Statue of Liberty, you know, and, and again, you, yeah. you land at the airport and you see the flag. Um, Anything like that that just tells you you're home. Yeah, you're you're back in the United States of America where you're safe, where whatever it was that oppressed you that uh, again put you in bondage, you know it's no longer there. Mm. Um, and so when you think of home and you think of those that you, again you're you're doing this for that again this calling right. you're serving those back home uh, mm. certainly family, um, you know and again I remember one POW. As he came back from Vietnam, his daughter was born while he was in captivity. And when he hit the tarmac in, uh, in Hawaii, his daughter came running out, jumped in his arms, and then proudly proclaimed all those around, now I have a daddy like everybody else. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. And so, um, so that's, yeah. So that's, that's what home means. And then lastly, love. And certainly we think of, you know, no greater love 
than he who's willing to lay down his life for others. And laying down life could be that ultimate sacrifice, or it could be, you know, again, what you do daily for those around you. What do you do that, again, is less of you, but more of Christ as you serve others? And so, again, those three things, again, duty, home, and love, just for me, just um, encapsulate what it is to live under this cloak of freedom that that flag represents and that all those men and women who have paid the ultimate sacrifice, given their last full measure, to make sure that we can appreciate that. And that's my prayer for this uh, 4th of July, that all take time to do that. Wow, David, what a great reminder for us. You know, again, we get into our own, excuse me, little worlds and we're walking through and, you know, there's always going to be challenges and struggles that we have. But to remember on this Independence Day, the 4th of July, to remember the many that are serving around the globe, around the clock. And uh, I'm sure these three four letter words, as you've mentioned, are are going to be at or near their uh, uh, for first and inner thoughts, I guess. So thank you for sharing those. As you uh, kind of ponder this idea of freedom, David, anything else that comes to mind? Anything else that we would want to to just to share with our listeners and to encourage them through this this uh, wonderful holiday celebration? Yeah, I again recalling um, you know about my cousin and again being that instructor and putting the aviators you know through that captivity experience. Um, Many times, and maybe this is unfortunate, but you don't know what you have until you don't have it anymore. That's right. And so for me, when you think of freedom, um, Mm. you know, I think of, you know, what are we freed from? Right. What are we freed from? Yeah. And I think of a couple of things. I think we're freed from injustice. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, in our nation, you know, we have a series of laws that, again, do protect us and and give us, um, you know, our right to be innocent until proven guilty. And we just need to make sure we protect that. We also have a freedom, you know, from slavery. Mm. Um, and certainly as Christians, you know, that, that slavery to sin um, and to be, yeah. you know, almost freed from ourself as yeah. we, again, keep our eyes on the perfecter of our faith. And that is Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, and then we're freed from fear. Yeah. You know, we don't always think about that. When I get up in the morning, I don't have to think, you know, worry about, you know, somebody coming and knocking down my door and, you know, taking me into captivity. I don't have to worry when I go out. Now, obviously, we have crime issues and, and those yeah. sort of things sure. that plague sure. everybody. But as far as, you know, my ability to to move about and do what I want to do, I can do that without without fear, without thinking someone's going to, again, come busting down, you know, into my home and, and taking me and my wife into custody. And I think one that we, we tend to overlook is freedom from shame. Right. You know, mm-hmm. again, the shame that uh, people like to, you know, just throw on others and to yeah. try to, you know, put them in bondage, you know, because they're not doing mm-hmm. what others think they should do. And, um, yeah. and certainly, um, you know, in scripture, you know, as we find freedom and oh, by the way, free and freedom is mentioned 160 times in scripture. Mm, as wow. I as I found, and um, and many times it's when you have the right to freedom, you don't have the right to again oppose, put that freedom of yours and oppose others, uh, and in a way put them in bondage, oh. and so so we're freed from. And then I I go to okay, so what? And what's the so what? Yeah. Well, we're freed too. 
we're free yeah. to love. Um, right. When again, I, I talked to my cousin right. and I asked him this question. I said, what is it that you um, are able to, again, indulge um, and engage in that allows you to, um, you know, do what you want to do, to have freedom? And he said, I, I get to choose what I do. As a 22-year-old, he's already thinking that. I get to choose what I want to do. And um, and that's just wonderful for, again, at his age, to embrace that. Um, and we get, a, you know, the freedom, as we don't think about a lot of time, to forgive. Right. You know, to forgive others. And I'll just hit some of these other ones. And, um, and I think the one that we're called to, again, going back to that, is um, we have the freedom to proclaim the good news of Christ. Hmm. Amen. Yep, that's right. And that that's we right. don't do enough yeah. um, to, again, especially in this world, and, um, you know, to remind people of the hope that, again, is embodied in, in the cross hmm. and in the blood of hmm. Jesus Christ. That's great. You know, David, that's, awesome. that's, a, that's a great point. And obviously, the, the freedoms that have been fought for and won throughout the past two plus centuries here in the United States have always had as a major core foundational point was that freedom for a person to serve the God of their choice and to uh, to follow the uh, scriptural foundations as well. And so, David, what a great reminder. Well, Wendell, I don't know about you, but I think I'm better prepared to celebrate the 4th of July yes. this year. What do you think? Absolutely. No question. No question. Thank you, David. So, David, again, thank you for your service to our country. What a what a gift that is when somebody exhibits the courage over the long haul. And, uh, you know, sometimes our listeners may not realize that to become a brigadier general in the United States Air Force, you are going to be one of about 17,000 who will make that rank. And so, David, you are a very unique person. We thank you for being part of this podcast today. Well, thank you. And again, as we wrap up, I just like to, you know, impress upon everybody as you, you know, eat the hot dogs and see the fireworks and maybe go to a ball game that you take time out. And again, just uh, celebrate the freedoms we have uh, and cherish those and uh, talk to others about them. But most importantly, just remember, you know, those that uh, have given us that right to have this celebration on the 4th of July, all the lives that again have, um, again, paid the ultimate sacrifice for us. And uh, again, none better <laughs> to, again, remember than uh, Jesus Christ and there the freedom we have in him. And yeah. uh, again, the freedom at the cross. Amen. Well said. Thank you. Appreciate so much your, uh, your life, your commitment, and your time here today as we uh, record this and know that we're not bound by time or space to be able to release at the end of uh, June and then have people listen to it throughout the year as they tune in and pull up podcasts. And so we, we just pray this will have a tremendous impact on people's lives for the long term. Thank you. Very, very thank you. relevant, valuable topic, no matter the time of the year. So thank you for that uh, refreshment and reminder. Uh, just a reminder for our listeners, we do launch a new episode every first and third Thursdays of the month. If a month happens to have five Thursdays, like June, uh, we will release a bonus episode, which this one is. So we're excited for that. If you've not yet subscribed, please do so either on our website or wherever you consume your podcast. Thanks again for joining. You are the reason we exist. We do all of this for pastors, leaders of men and men 
because every man deserves an opportunity to become an authentic, biblically-based man of God. God bless you.